Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 56 of Coach Prep. We're going to have an interesting discussion today, Don, about coach and umpire relations and how to do a better job as a coach trying to uh, cooperate and work with the umpires that are doing our game. So uh, before we get into that discussion, we're going to talk about Cleat It Up. Cleat It Up FP is our primary sponsor. They are the communication tool that you need. It's an app for your phone. It will work uh, wonders for your player-to-player, coach-to-player, and across your organization communication. It's a great tool. It's a free app. Go to cleatitup.com. Check them out. Put them to work on helping you solve your communication challenges. We also want to talk about our other sponsor, which is Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the Southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. So Don, player, coach, umpire, coach relationships. So not too long ago, we talked about on Everything Fast Pitch. And for anybody that might be hearing us on Coach Prep that's not also listening to Everything Fast Pitch, we certainly want to recommend that you do that. Um, Coach Prep is uh, kind of our supplementary uh, discussion each week that uh, goes definitely right into just coaching-specific things. But so our topic today about umpire and coach relationships, we had a discussion not too long ago about video that had circulated on YouTube of an umpire who basically got so fed up with the fans and the coaches and the players that after his last warning, basically grabbed his stuff, left the field, and left them without an umpire to play the game. So that's kind of tough, and, a tough game to play without an umpire. <laughs> right. And to me, that was kind of a, a reminder of how uh, important the umpire is in the experience and also how we as coaches have a lot to say about how that experience is going to go each day that we go to the ballpark. And now, um, you know, we've talked about this uh, in a kind of thing a few times, Don, and you know, I have to admit without a shadow of a doubt, I am maybe the worst <laughs> umpire baiting coach in the history of fast pitch softball. We talked a little bit earlier about how those of us that have a baseball background, you know, watching uh, major league baseball, I mean, you kind of grew up with the idea that every once in a while the manager has to get thrown out of a game to fire up the team or to you know to motivate the guys or you know to get everybody a little bit more fired up you know sometimes it was just that a coach would feel you know that a call was so terrible that they had to go out and argue against it or let their opinion be known but uh, whether it was a strategic thing to try to get your your team fired up or whether it was uh, just a loss of control and, and anger kicking in you know, I have to admit that um, you know more times than I than I wish I had to admit that I've been ejected from games, and and honestly, I always deserved it. I mean, I can't even say you know that I ever got thrown out of a game uh, that it wasn't warranted. So and having say, that background kind of leads us into an interesting conversation. But watching that umpire just grab his stuff and leave made me really think about how I need to keep working on changing my attitude and how I need to keep doing a better job of 
of interacting with the umpires in a in a more professional manner so that we can make sure that everybody you know, treats the that position treats that job with the respect that it really deserves to have well, i was going to say when you said that uh, you erupted or exploded you can never uh, you can never know what's going to happen in a game or or how they're going to make a call or judge something and that's just one of those reactions that we all have for sure and talking about having some type of rapport with uh, with the umpires, I think, is important for our coaches, too, just so that uh, we can manage those situations <laughs> in a way that's going to be at least a little bit helpful for us on, you know, on our team side. But, you know, the best day of all, to me, when we think about umpires is when, you know, after the game's over, you are chatting about the game and, and you say, you know what, uh, umpire really did a great job today. You kind of don't notice them. Right, but, but so often in in games, there's so many times when you're just frustrated or or disappointed because of something an umpire did, and if we can get through the day and kind of look back and and not have noticed them. I think that's the that's the real joy. So you know, but I so often hear with students, with parents, with coaches that uh, you know that umpire just had a terrible strike zone, or that umpire, or that umpire, or that umpire, and I'm like wow, we got to get away from, you know, times when we're just thinking about that umpire and figure out what we can do to try and make things a little bit easier, or better for us. Right. So. Well, and I think, uh, you know, the, there's several layers to this discussion. And, and number one, I appreciate you trying to let me off the hook about uh, um, <laughs> it, it, it's okay to, you know, that sometimes things would happen that would lead you to uh, getting so angry or so frustrated that you kind of lose control. And unfortunately, I can't really fall back on that as a, as a legitimate excuse because you know, one of the things we're always preaching to our players, we always expect them to be in control of their emotions. And so how hypocritical was it of me and how immature is, is it for me to be out there you know, losing my cool, going ballistic on an umpire um, when if one of my players did the exact same thing, I, I would be really angry, really frustrated with them. And so, you know, to me, it's it's important that we kind of learn from our mistakes. And that's why I think this could be a, a fun conversation to have, because I'm just going to flat out admit it. I need to do better. I'm, I'm trying hard to do better. I, you know, I think compared to what uh, I used to be like and what I used to be like as an umpire baiter, I've come a long way. But there still will be the occasional time that I'll get <laughs> really angry, really frustrated over something that happens out at the ballpark and now and part of what i think i have to always keep reminding myself of is even though we take some of this stuff personally i don't think the umpires are ever really personally trying to like stick it to us or sure. whatever i think it's just sometimes things just seem to start to feel that way like you know one or two close calls goes the other way and you know you start to think it or take it personally and i think that's a trap that i know i've fallen into and we want to make sure that our coaches start thinking about it so they don't fall into the same trap no i know and you know not always do we know when we were coaching in in college we would be familiar with a lot of the umpires so that kind of made it easy for us you know whether it's conference umpires or you know people that we had we'd known for a long time or whatnot but when you go places and you are meeting somebody for the first time to get a chance to just kind of chat or break the ice with them and, and talk about a rule or talk about a, a lineup substitution scenario for the game. Just say, hey, you know, I wanted to make sure that, that I did this right today. Or, you know, during that conversation, ask what type of strike zone they like because, you know, your pitcher does a really good job of hitting her spots and you kind of wanted to prep her for the day. And, you know, umpires are, are pretty casual and they're people too. And, 
you know, if we talk and chat with them, I think that we can create an atmosphere at least where we're going to be given a fair shake if we're the team that's visiting a, another area or another town or location. And just want to try and see if we can get off to a good start and give our kids the best chance, right? Right. When I like your idea of opening a conversation with something that shows the umpire that you respect their opinion. I think if you can do that, something like that is a really good icebreaker. And one of the never-ending discussions is how the DP, EP, you know, all those extra rules that we have to deal with, you know, the the DFO, DP, and every once in a while, you know, maybe you throw that question out there like, yeah, I just wanted to ask you real quick, if I would do this, would that be okay? Or can I do this and, and kind of, you know, put them in a position where you're asking for their their uh, and expertise, yep. you know, to kind of put it in a perspective where you're respecting their knowledge and respecting their authority as kind of an icebreaker is probably a pretty good way to start your start your interaction with an umpire. And even if it's somebody that you know well, sometimes I think you know just breaking the ice that way can kind of get things off on a on a better note. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get that close call, but maybe it it kind of gets the day started off on a little bit more of a friendly, more connected uh, footing. To me, you know, the rule book is something that you know all coaches, I think, need to keep up with. You know, any type of umpiring skills that that we learn, or if we're able to go to an umpire school to see what type of things they're they're learning and that they're working on, and where they're supposed to be positioned so that they can see, you know, as many pieces of the game as, as possible as it's, uh, as it's being played. And um, for us to be as knowledgeable about what they're doing, that can help us interact with them so that, uh, you know, so that we can maybe be in a position to, to have better things happen for us. Right. Well, and one thing that, you know, I think more recently that had kind of softened my opinion a little bit, coaching only. I think about it like it's so obvious. How can you miss that call? How can you not, you know, see that play? How can you, whatever the the thing that would frustrate me was, the last handful of years, there have been a lot of times in practice where, you know, trying to do scrimmage situations and stuff like that, that as the coach, I would umpire scrimmage situations. And obviously I'd be out there standing behind the pitcher because I didn't have the gear with me. So I wouldn't, uh, you know, go back behind home plate. All of a sudden you start to notice Calling balls and strikes isn't as easy as we want to think it is. Right. And, you know, those really close plays at the bases are not always as obvious as we want to think they are. And, you know, when the call goes against us, you know, or when the call would go against me, one of my famous lines was, come on, Don, that's not even close. <laughs> from your vantage point, right? Right. From, from my perspective, because <laughs> whether it was an out or a safe, it didn't matter from my perspective that's not even close. How can you blow that call? And of course it was a close play. And then when I got to spend some time umpiring in scrimmage situations, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a second. Did I get that right? So you just do the best you can and, and you make a call and you hope you're right. You believe you're right, but that doesn't mean that, uh, that everybody's going to always agree with you. And we know the, you know, the golden rule that every time there's a close play, close call, half the people at the ballpark are going to think you're wrong. There's no way of, of avoiding that kind of you know, built-in tension or built-in conflict. But I think for us as coaches, we can go a long way towards making us uh, have a better day at the ballpark if we're not starting off negatively, if we're not starting off kind of picking at the scab, so to speak, before the game even starts, if we're not planting the seed with our players that you know this umpire's strike zone is jacked up, this umpire is whatever, whatever, just kind of let the game unfold from day to day. You know, I think one of my... 
biggest mistakes as a coach was kind of carrying a grudge. Again, it's it's one of those ironic stories. I had an umpire, uh, this is a long time ago when I was coaching at Tennessee Tech. We were playing in a tournament down in Florida, and I had gotten all over an umpire in a game on Saturday. And then we turned around on Sunday morning, um, and the exact same set of umpires came out to the field. And we were gonna, we were supposed to play uh, Tennessee. Monica Abbott was warming up, so I already knew kind of it was day. not going to be a great day. You know, we go up to do the coin toss, or, you know, to to determine home team. Before we even had started that game, the umpire started to lecture me about how he didn't appreciate my attitude yesterday and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, that was yesterday, so it got nothing to do with what's going on today. And then all of a sudden, it dawned on me that. You know, so he was carrying a grudge from how I had acted towards him yesterday. And then I started to think about it. How many times did I do the same thing of carrying a grudge from one tournament to the next or from one game to the next and going out to the ballpark already expecting some sort of trouble or some sort of confrontation just because it had something had happened in the past. And so so I guess the moral of the story today, Don, for us to, to, to share with our coaches is the umpire coach relationship is exactly that. It's a relationship. It's up to both sides to do the best you can to make it as as positive as possible and to make, as you said, uh, as impact free as possible. And I think if we go out there with a, a clear mind as coaches and, and give the umpires the benefit of the doubt, don't try to turn everything into some sort of personal attack. We're going to have a whole lot more fun playing. And I think the kids are going to have a whole lot better example of how they should be acting and how we should be expecting them to act uh, when they're interacting with umpires or, or any other authority figure in their lives. So, Tori, and, and you touched on something uh, a little bit earlier that I think we should make sure that, that we talk maybe a little bit more about. But are players being affected by how bad or how poorly the umpires are doing that day that we need to really push hard to just let them play. All they need to do is go out there and play and let the coaches deal with umpires and, and situations and issues. And so often I can think back and remember of how distracted the kids were. You mentioned about the strike zone, about how bad they were with the strike zone, about the bad play or the bad call at second base that we were safe and they called us out. And, and we carry that into the next innings. But, uh, you know, if the kids are able to just go out there and play and work hard for whatever's next and let the coaches deal with that you know relationship or or what's happening next because you know we've got more game to play and like you said you hope everybody just drops it and you know this is another inning that was last inning and and we go from there but if they can be mindful about helping the kids stay on task and uh, just letting the coaches do the umpire piece right well one of the uh, mental game tricks that uh, we talk about all the time is getting our kids to to start to understand that they should have this so what next pitch right so what next pitch attitude if we can start to have that same attitude uh, in our relationship with the umpires and when we go to the ballpark i think you know everything's going to work out a whole lot better and, and it's it's easy it's just human nature we always want to look for somebody else to uh, point the finger at we always want to point the finger at the uh, somebody who's not me or one of my players and so that makes the umpires the first scapegoat in line and so I think it's just important for us to, to do the best we can to create a positive uh, relationship with the umpire, have a positive experience. Um, if something does happen to, you know, if you, if you need to argue a point, if you need to state your case, to do it as quickly and as, as professionally as you can, and then get right back to playing ball and 
don't carry it forward with you and, and don't carry it into the dugout with you. If, if you go out there to ask the umpire a question and you're not happy with the answer, doesn't do us any good at all to go stomping back into the dugout and carrying all that anger and resentment with us because um, that's just going to rub off on the kids on the team and it's going to end up making a bad situation even worse. Yep, and just go out there and beat them, right? Absolutely. So, um, so coaches, there's something for you to think about coming from somebody who's trying to become a reformed umpire baiter. <laughs> As I say often, I know that there were umpires that when they would uh, know that they got assigned to do a game that I was coaching in, that they dreaded it. And if I had set them up for that kind of expectation, I know that it created an awful lot of trouble for everybody that day. And so I'm trying to uh, help you help yourselves. Don't make the same mistakes I made. Um, and and uh, build a better relationship with the with the umpires when you get to the ballpark for your next game. So, Don, that's going to wrap up episode number fifty six of Coach Prep. Before we leave, we got to talk about Patreon. Started doing our Patreon page. We're looking for patrons. We're looking for people who want to support everything fast pitch and Coach Prep. If you go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch, you can become a patron. You can become a donor. Um, we uh, have uh, been gaining momentum with our Patreon page. And one of the bonuses we have going on right now is we're uh, launching the Fast Pitch Prep Hitting Disc, the uh, training tool that we've created. We're going to be selling here very quickly. And if uh, you become a patron, the next three patrons that join up on Patreon.com are going to get some of those prototypes uh, so that you can use them with your team and uh, use them at practice. So go to Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Everything Fast Pitch. Become a patron. Don and I need the help. We're trying to do a lot of good stuff here with everything fast pitch and and coach prep. And uh, those of you that are listeners, if you're in a position where you can help us, we would really appreciate it. The smallest monthly donation would basically mean skipping one trip to Starbucks this month. So if you enjoy what we're doing and and you feel like it's a benefit to you, please help us if you can. Don, anything else? No. Again, good good topic today, Tori, and uh, we'll look forward to next week. Sounds good. For Coach Don, And uh, Stan Lewis, our producer in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.